everyone, it's Mr. Charlton here, and this is audio story number 68. Now, the next story has been chosen by a little boy all the way in Tasmania, and his name is Nate. So, hello, Nate, and this story is for you. It is called The Wild Washerwomen by John Yeoman and Quinton Blake. Are you ready? Okay, let's begin. The Wild Washerwomen. Once upon a time, there were seven washer women. Every day, they went down to the river with their baskets of washing on their heads. Their names were Dottie, Lottie, Molly, Dolly, Winnie, Minnie and Ernestine. And they were all good friends. When they got to the river, they sorted out the clothes and plunged them in. They soaked them. They soaped them. They pounded them on the stones. They rinsed them, they wrung them, and they spread them over bushes and rocks to dry. They were the best washerwomen for miles, but they were not happy. The owner of the laundry, Mr. Balthazar Tite, was a very mean little man and kept them working from morning to night. Every morning at the crack of dawn, they had to get up and do the ironing before the day's washing arrived. And when it did arrive in the goat cart, Perky and the delivery boy would say, I'm sorry, ladies, but it's more than ever today. One morning, as the washerwomen stared glumly at the mountain of dirty laundry, they felt that it was really too much. They all sighed as they looked at the filthy sheets, grubby hankies, horrid socks, grimy nightshirts, messy tablecloths and ghastly towels. Why don't we just leave it? Suggested Ernestine timidly. (gasps) Their faces brightened up immediately. Oh, what a marvellous idea, chuckled Dolly, flinging a grimy shirt across the room. Why didn't we think of it before? Said Winnie. And at that moment, they began to dance. The door burst open and Mr. Balthazar Tite stepped in with Perkin. Oh, no, no, ladies. He said with a frown, there's work to be done. Then he looked at the great mound of laundry on the floor. Oh, wonderful, he said. There's more than ever. This made Winnie so angry that she shouted, Let him have it, girls! And the seven washerwomen pushed the mountain of laundry until it collapsed on top of Mr. Balthazar tight. While he was struggling to get free, the seven washerwomen raced out of the laundry and into the yard. They piled into the empty goat cart and Dottie grabbed the reins. Gee up, Lysander, she cried to the goat. The washerwomen were so excited by their escape that they drove the cart right through the town pond, splashing the clean clothes of the passers-by with the muddy water. After that, there was no stopping them. They rolled to the marketplace, where they overturned the stalls and set the animals loose. They stopped in orchards and climbed the trees to help themselves to the farmer's fruit. They raced through the shops. They raced through all the different shops, especially the hat shops, and they snatched the hats. They ran into churches and alarmed the local people by swinging on the bell ropes and making a terrible, terrible noise. The washerwomen were having so much fun that they didn't want it to end. 
So day after day they went on the rampage. And all that washing had made the washerwomen very, very strong. The people who tried to stop them didn't have a chance. Everyone was terrified of them. Each village built a watchtower so that the village could shout, Look out! The wild washerwomen are coming! When the goat cart came into sight. In a hut in the forest lived seven woodcutters. They chopped down trees and floated them down the river to the town. When they heard that the seven washerwomen were coming, they just laughed. We'll see who's afraid, they said. We'll prepare a surprise for them. The woodcutters decided to make themselves as ugly and as frightening as possible. They tangled their hair and matted their beards. They smeared mud and soot over their hands and faces and clothes. And they practiced making blood-curdling cries. Soon, the seven washerwomen came rattling up the mountain path in their goat cart. As they turned around the corner, there in front of them was a terrifying sight. Lysander stopped in his tracks, and even the wild washerwomen were about to run away. But then, Minnie realised that they were looking at the dirtiest and grubbiest things that they had ever seen in their lives. Come on, girls! She shouted, remember, you are washerwomen. They leapt out of the cart and grabbed hold of the woodcutters. They plunged them in the river. They soaked them and squeezed them. They pounded them on the stones. They rinsed them and wrung them and laid them out to dry. By the time they had finished, the woodcutters had never looked so clean and shining. And the washerwomen felt quite proud of their work. In fact, now they could see the woodcutters without their soot and mud. They really rather liked the look of them. The washerwomen never went back to work for Mr. Balthazar Tite. They married the woodcutters who built them some new log huts to live in. And after that, the people who travelled along the mountain path would see them, all happily washing and woodcutting and having the time of their lives. The end. Nate, boys and girls, I hope you enjoyed the story and I'll see you again tomorrow for Mr. Men Monday. Have a great day. Bye, bye, bye.